Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Millions of our nation's veterans deal with PTSD every day. VA's PTSD consultation program is easy to use and here to help you treat these veterans. Providers like you can access free consultation with expert clinicians, free continuing education, and free resources to help you assess and treat veterans. To learn more, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. When I grow up, I do not want to be like Bailey and Curly. No way. I have higher standards than that. They make me laugh, at the same time, scare the shit out of me. What will they say next? Welcome to the roller coaster world of Bailey and Curly, unfiltered. While this voice may be artificial, the unfiltered musings from our hosts certainly are not. Make yourself comfortable, grab a drink, and let's get unfiltered. Here's your hosts, Bailey and Curly. Hey there and welcome. It's once again, I think we're episode 14 of the Bailey and Curly unfiltered so how has your week been matthew bailey tony Carl, how are you i'm fantastic week's been good man uh just working um saw a mate off at the airport uh the other week i actually yep. got, got called into work so i was lucky enough to see him off heading home back to la which is a very weird sort of experience mm. the fact the fact that he could go back to la was uh was weird yeah how does uh, that work nowadays well he he's an australian but he has a visa in yeah. america so he's lived over there for the last 10 years yeah so he he came down into australia in feb or march and obviously sort of been stuck here and decided to make the most of it and do some work on the house and then he's been uh, putting off his getting his like permanent re- residency, um, <laughs> the green card to live like be a permanent resident. Uh, so yeah, he went back and yeah, that was very weird. And now he's in LA and yeah, it was weird. But um, yeah, it's still you get this concept that no one's like traveling internationally. Yet there are still. People yeah, traveling internationally. Yeah, I I seen it. Um, me and Mum are seeing a a guy next month um, by the name of James Smith, and he's just released his second book, and he does a book tour, and he okay. has his friend come up. He has his friend come along to to do it, and he was he's like they're both from the UK. But James has been in Australia since March, but his mate mm. Darren, he's been back in the UK and he's just he's just come out of quarantine and he he actually really smashed it in quarantine. He got ten, he did ten thousand steps a day in his wow. hotel room. Yeah, he was smashing it. He he made quarantine look fun. You would have to like have a mindset that you were going to do it. Like 
when um, some of the runners that I follow, some of the running channel that I follow, one of the girls, um, um, Anna from the running channel, is um, she ran a marathon in her backyard and it was like a 16-metre path and she ran a marathon, 42 kilometres. I mean, just do the sums. How many times is that up and back? You know, it's just amazing. So... I, yeah, I think you put your really, mind to it. Yeah, ten thousand steps in a motel room. I I don't reckon I'm doing that. So and he like he shared everything on his story. He had his friends yeah. sending him food. He did a podcast or two. He was on BB, BBC News as well. So wow, I, I, yeah, he did really well. So and they're actually leaving in a couple of days because they live in Bondi. So. Yeah. The book tour is Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, possibly I think Adelaide because he said Perth and um, New Zealand have been rescheduled. But they, they're they leaving Sydney for two weeks to then be able to enter Brisbane. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So well, Sydney's now open to Queensland. They, they finally stopped their little petty squabbles over the border and um, – fully open they don't have to quarantine they can come in and and once again I, I just get amazed at people because um like bookings in from sydney people booking to come to queensland for you know weekends days of bookings went up a hundred percent like um and, and, and i know you mentioned I, mentioned that before and we laughed because then all of a sudden queensland was co- closed and no one could go there. And then I heard today on the radio, I think about, yeah, Queensland's open book again. It's like, yeah. you, guys be fucking, you guys will be fucking shut next week. No one, yeah. no one wants to Who no knows? I mean, I, I can't even believe we closed the travel bubble that we had with New Zealand because they had one case of, one unknown case of the South African version of COVID. That's so, right. so New Zealand's been world's best practice in dealing with this, and they uh, apparently, and they get um, held up as as the number one country, and then lo and behold, Australia is sitting there saying, "Nah, we can't risk <laughs> getting over there." I just, oh, uh, it's just it's, ridiculous. New Zealand and Australia, we're we're islands, and I don't know. It's probably the same up your way. You talk to people about it, and oh. At least it's not as we're not as bad as the UK, or we're not as bad as America. Mm. And then I say, but there's more people there. Oh yeah, but blah, blah, blah. some people just want to believe <laughs> the negative, and we just want to be negative. Oh, so, absolutely, and that's one of the reasons Victoria was so bad in their second wave because the density in Melbourne is probably a, I, I wouldn't know the population density comparisons, but. Five million but people here. Considering the the difference, uh, I would say Melbourne is the most um, um, people dense city in yeah. Australia. So if it was going to get away, it's going to get away in the most dense places. And you know, we've got winter. We're coming into like those other seasons, and we've still got winter to come. So who know? Who knows what that's going to bring this time around? Yeah, but in uh, in positive news, I spent the weekend in Canberra. Yes, recording recording music, good. which is which is really good because now I've got an idea of 
when all the recording will be done. I'm back up yep. on the 13th, which is yep. two and a half weeks. Yep. And then fingers crossed. Fingers crossed and then hopefully, <laughs> nah. It's an anxious thing until I actually am on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Fingers and, crossed. Then, yeah. And then, but uh, and then hopefully at the end of February I'll get up as well, just waiting on the roster for work. So yeah, yeah exciting stuff. Like everything else is sort of falling into place now. Excellent. Uh, as well, like just with like the artwork, I'm doing it myself now. I started it yesterday, and I'll after once we finish this, I'll get back onto it. And it's sort of nice to to have a lot of time to create something, and knowing going forward, because once the recording's done, everything else can can get done without me up there anyway. Because Mark can do the rest, like the bass yeah. and the drums, and we can just do little Zoom sessions on on things and work out what sounds I want. But, yeah, no, it was a really good weekend. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Because I, I'm, I'm thinking that with our, with our, um, with the show, I, I think there's a really good opportunity to get some structure around some stuff. And I think Bailey's Biz is part of that process. So what's been up in the world, what's been happening with the world of Bailey, how's his music coming along, and it's always good to hear that sort of shit. So it's Yeah, cool. no, it's, it's good because it's been such a journey and, you know, for people that discover us, you know, in months' time, if they want to binge watch them all, they'll, they'll you know, they'll hear me talk <laughs> talk about where music, my music is and then eventually and hopefully in about six months' time, it's, it's all out in the world. Yeah, Absolutely. And speaking of... As best we can tell, the pub is shut. That's not appropriate. I can't be any clearer than that. That's what's most important. The pub, that's what's most important. Beers. We had a case last week. As best we can tell, the dinner party started with one case. By the end of the dinner party, almost everybody at the dinner party had a case of beers. 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 People simply take this seriously rapidly. Get on the beers. That's your civic duty. That's what's most important. And that's what must be done. Beers. 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 Get on the beers. Beers. And now, Bailey, I know that you're having some struggles Hopefully with the hearing the audio hear. from that. Yeah. So um, you're the first person that I was aware of, well, in my circle, that we're talking about get on the beers. And how cool was that that it made? Oh, I, I don't know if a politician Get on the beers. Get on the made beers. Made number 12, made, Triple J. Made number 12 on the Triple J Hot 100. Pretty awesome stuff. No, Pretty no, awesome 12, stuff. Hey. hey, look, and another thing, another thing here. Um, Gabs puts out their top 100 craft beers for the year. And out of the top 10, I think there were six Queensland craft breweries that were in there. So Ballistic Brewery, there's a brewery on the Sunshine Coast called oh. um, Your Mates. Um, there was Bolter from the Gold Coast. And they, I think they had six of the top ten beers. So Queensland rules in the craft beer scene. Oh, well. <laughs> so whole, isn't, that, isn't that just beer typical? Drink, Sorry? Isn't that just typical in Australia? What we do a top drink? 100. 
what beer do I drink? I actually, well, mm. the ones that were in the top um, in the top ten, the Bolter um, XPA is a nice little beer. Ballistic Brewery do one called the Hawaiian Haze, which is um, a lovely little drip, uh, drop, to be honest. So um, your mate's Larry has got, um, your mate's brewery has got a beer called Larry, which your is a parallel. Larry. So and it's called your mate Slurry. Yeah. So and that's uh, you know they're all really good beers. My favourite beer would have to be Stone and Wood, um, Pacific Ale out of um, yeah. the Byron Bay area. So, um, but yeah, it's all um, speaking it's of all, um, all happening here. So I actually yeah. had my first drink for the year on Saturday night. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, I just. So just yeah, first, it's not a concerted just, effort not to have a drink. Nah, just um, just going back to just drinking when when the moments when there's an occasion and you know going up and recording and yeah, is was was you know and my mate who I who picked me up and he he only turned eighteen a couple of weeks ago, so I got to have a <laughs> first drink drink with him. Out in the yep. town in old Canberra town, yeah. And um, Dad's anniversary is coming up, so I'll have a drink then. And then, yeah, probably who knows? Probably when this records, when this record's done in a couple of months. Yeah, you know, you've um, got to have one. I've got to have one. Then. Yeah, oh, mate, one or ten. Um, <laughs> I've never been like a massive drinker, and it like it is such a cultural thing in um, yeah, in Australia. You know, yeah, such a cultural thing, I, and I hate that it's, and I hate that it's so normalised as well. Yeah, um, I'm, know. um, I'm, I'm going to go off the grog for February, so, um, so this is my last weekend of having a beer or two, and then just gonna, I just need to get, um, get some sharpness back, I guess. That, that's for me. I, <clears throat> I like to uh, give the body a bit of a break. And who knows where that's going to lead? Yeah, twenty-eight days without a beer, and who knows? Because usually, what I find when I do go off um, and stop <laughs> that's, having a that's beer, why you it really because it's only twenty-eight days. No, only twenty-eight days—the shortest mm. month of the year. Um, <laughs> so if you're going to give up for a month, <laughs> if you, it's got to be the shortest month. But um, but I normally just and and no doubt you felt the same when. You're off the grog. You just feel better for it. You're sharper. Um, first, you, you... first few months, my sleep was better. Yeah, and now I've realised the last think month I've learned this that when you go to bed with alcohol in your system, uh, is it REMS or something? You're yeah, yeah. you're sleeping. You're, you don't go into such a deep sleep when you've got the alcohol yeah. in your system, so it yeah. affects your sleep. So yeah, you, you sleep a lot better. And I, I find if I was going to drink, I'd try and do it like in the afternoon, and then yeah, so you don't wake up with a hangover and you yeah yeah because yeah. I found if I, if I drink just before bed, wake up with a headache. Yeah, absolutely. The old afternoon Sunday afternoon, um, having your last beer at six thirty, so to speak, just so you can get up and get going in the morning. Hey, um, hey yeah. tell me a story. Have you ever heard of a band called This Is Serious Mum? Tism. No. Mate, this is I Serious Mumism. 
Yeah, their their band name is This Is Serious Mum and the shortness, um, the, the, sh- the br- abbreviation for that is TISM. And, oh, uh, yeah. Look them up when you get a chance. But um, I was sharing with my daughter um, the other day on on a weekend. We were just sitting back and I I had – they've got some really classic songs and some of their their songs are just um, – they're just really hard to explain. So one of their songs is called What Are Ya? And the the chorus of the song goes, What Are Ya? You're a wanker. So, so this is the type <laughs> of band that they are. Um, one that I um, actually didn't know about until the weekend because I, I've never been a like a huge Tism fan, but I knew some of their songs. But one of their songs is called um, "I'm a." I won't use the the c word, but I'm a c word. Uh, but I'm not I'm a. Just looking at it now, yeah. C word. I so, might be a, but I'm not a. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's the name of their song. But um, I was playing. Um, I found a live gig from them back in 1998, and Homebake, and they were one of these gimmick bands. And um, they they've come on stage. They're in red jumpsuits. They've got spikes down their arms and their legs, and uh, you know it's just this stage full of people. And they bring this fucking totem tennis thing out in the middle of the of the stage. And two of them are playing totem tennis on the wrist. They are just such a classic band. So um, for anyone listening, if you haven't heard of Tism, look them up. I'm sure you will get a laugh out of some of the stuff that they do. Totally, um, totally, totally politically incorrect. Um, But, you know, back in the 90s, you know, pretty cool stuff. Hey, I do want to play Fuck a song so I, I, now because one of the it. segments that I want to talk about is undiscovered music, and you know there is so much music out there um, in the world that um, we just really only get like the, the. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players. Right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Top two or three percent of music into our own vernacular. But this is a band that, uh, you know, is from Adelaide, a guy called Tave. They've got a band called the Blow Up Sweethearts, and uh, I love the name. Uh, Tave um, and the band, they actually recorded <laughs> this album on uh, Magnetic Island up there in Townsville. I, I first met Tave when they are up in on, living in Townsville. But I'll, I'll just play a little snippet so we don't get bloody caught up with copyright strikes and all that sort of shit. Um, I, I don't know if we will because they are just a, 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 a really cool little band. But this is a song called Jeff, George and Grace, and I just love the way it kicks off and I love um, the, um, the vocals are incredibly different. So uh, bear with me. Here we go. I hope you can hear that.
just imagine you're sitting in that jazz cafe bar. This is a band called Ups and Downs. They're a Brisbane band back in the 80s, and they did a cover of the Neil Diamond classic. Like this uh, platform is not the one for undiscovered, but they're just two undiscovered songs that I just thought I'd share with yourself and the listeners, and um, you're going to have to listen now until it comes out. So, I oh, am. Yeah. So, what? What's your plans moving forward? What's happening for you? Moving forward, well, as weird as this, as weird as this um, sounds to say, I'm getting my braces off on Wednesday. Oh, Wooshka. Yeah. So, so that'll be weird. Not that anyone can fucking see it wearing a mask anyway. I'll see how long I can I can keep it going for until people realise my braces are off. <laughs> <laughs> how long you had a mum for? Uh, for a few years. So they went on August 25, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was interesting because... Um, yeah, because no one's no one's even going to know why you've got a mask on. Are you still having to wear masks everywhere in Vic? Uh yeah, mandatory, man. And obviously, wow. Now Australia wide on planes and airports, mm. and it look it really look. Some people like wearing masks because they think it does something. Some people think it's a fucking fashion statement. What I don't like about wearing a mask is that fact that not every state is mandatory. Yeah. Looking at it from like a safe looking at it from like a safety procedure thing, 
you do not wait until something bad happens before doing something about it. If you can comp- prevent, if masks prevent the spread, make them everywhere because people mm. travel. But, but yeah. yeah, I don't know why it's down here. Like we've, it's been mandatory since July here. Yeah. I think they've relaxed them again with, um, you don't have to wear them in, I don't know, places with QR codes, but who the fuck checks in anyway? <laughs> but you should be. Yeah. And and once again, this just comes back to those inconsistencies. So, you know, personally, I, I don't like wearing a mask. I had to wear them for a week or something up here. And Are they that was uh, anymore up there? No. No, we're back to as normal. Uh, it, they encourage us, but fuck. <laughs> Encouragement and mandatory are two completely different things. I mean, I, I reckon yep. when you go shopping or you head down to Bunnings, yeah, I mean, you might find maybe maybe 5% of the people have got a mask on. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's majority of the people just aren't. So, uh, and and I know the people. I mean, did you hear what they're saying now? Um, Dr. Fauci in the states are saying that you should be wearing three masks or something. Um, three masks would be more effective. So one mask is eighty-five percent effective or something, and three masks would make it ninety percent. Could you imagine having to wear three fucking masks? I mean, that's just it's fucking hard enough to have to breathe in one. Yeah, so. Um, America's just a strange kettle of fish at the moment too. It's just really weird. I mean, Biden Biden has just um, 33 executive orders or declarations since he got inaugurated. It's almost like he's fucking in a, like like he's just on speed, demon, and... You know, one of the interesting things on Twitter at the moment is there's a hashtag that's called Biden regret and all these people that voted for Biden that are now saying oh, they wish they hadn't. So it's that's um, funny. If you send the Bernie Sanders meme, how fucking funny oh, is that? But, but <laughs> seriously, but seriously, Matt, I mean, here we are at a presidential inauguration and the most coverage that got was Bernie Sanders sitting there with his mittens on. <laughs> Are we serious? Yeah. I mean, this is ah, uh, uh, it's just there's um, there's there's anyway. still so much more to play out uh, over there. I I can't wait to see it. So there is. Um, but yeah, moving forward, braces off Wednesday. Um, yeah, and then I got dad's dad's anniversary is the week after, so I always get pizza, have a few drinks. So I'll do that. Might have yep. my first barbecue here, and then yeah. Fucking my team almost made the Super Bowl. I'm a Packers fan. Oh. We lost to the Buccaneers. Yeah, by seriously. Five. But how good Tom Brady? Yeah. How good is Brady? I mean, 43 years God. old. That guy's a machine. Ah, oh, and he leaves New England, where you know he's he's been with that coach his whole career. Comes to Tampa Bay, and the first year he gets them to the Super Bowl. I thought um, it was his first season. But one of the things that really impressed me about Tom Brady, and, you know, he's copped some flack of recent times for, for political views, but, you know, sports people 
are allowed to have a view or allowed not to have a view. And um, but yeah. um, but Brady was interviewed straight out. So after the game, they're giving them the AFC or the NFC title, whichever one that was. And the commentators just done the quick, oh, Tom Brady, come on over here. And you could see that he was actually relatively uncomfortable being sort of celebrated in front of his whole team. And, uh, you know, he he was polite and he answered a couple of questions. Then he said, no, no, no let's get someone else out here. So he, he called out yeah. the coach or someone. And I just thought that that was really humble. He He didn't want the spotlight on him. It was, um, yeah. you know, it was very much focused around his team. So, so I, I really that impressed me because, you yeah. know, Tom Brady is probably, I, I'd imagine, would he be the greatest of all time over there now in like NFL? I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah He'd have to be close, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. He'd have yeah. like, like I remember when we. Um, um, I remember when we went to Boston when we were over there once and we drove we've driven up from New York and um one of the billboards that we saw as we're coming into this uh, into close to the center of town in Boston was this huge billboard and they had um a Tony Robbins uh, a Tony Robbins um uh, conference or something, and yeah, and it was Tony Robbins and Tom Brady, and seriously, the Tom Brady po- poster dominated the the billboard, <laughs> and Robbins was like this yeah. little character over on the side, and and um, to me, that sort of I, I, I suppose is just a a mark of the stature of the man in the New England area, so. I don't know. If I was given the choice, I'd much prefer to be living in Tampa Bay in Florida than in Boston. I reckon the winners in Boston are pretty brutal. So I've heard, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so I watched the Super Bowl. I think I'm working, so I'll watch whatever I get home and I'll, I'll watch the rest. But, um, yeah. yeah, and then, um, yeah, up to the Canberra on the 13th to record and then take it from there. I'll, I'll know when I'm up again and... Like I mentioned earlier, I'm yeah, I'm designing my EP, like the cover and everything. I'd already got someone to design it, but I'm now doing it myself and the inside cover and, and doing all the yeah. lyrics. So that's sort of yeah. that's sort of exciting. It's very very time consuming and making sure I get all the lyrics right. I don't want all these copies printed and then oh my god, I've fucked up one of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, what have you got coming up? Uh, I've just got. Um... I've got a little bit happening with, with the business, which is cool. So all of a sudden That's kids good. are back at school. And the the phone's actually been busy with people wanting to get advice, support, coaching. So so I think that's, uh, that's pretty much the positive thing. But I'm doing a couple of bits of study myself. So today was a day where I just sort of knuckled down, well, relatively knuckled down and got some of that done. Tomorrow's going to be another day like that. And then... Um, Next week, I've just got some pretty important meetings that I've got to nail off. So, you know, hopefully yeah. coming out of COVID with a little bit more success than what um, what we've been having in COVID. So, yeah, so watch the Super Bowl, of course. Who's your tip? Um, Probably, yeah, the, the Tampa Bay, of course. Yeah. With Brady. 
Well, they're saying it's uh, it's Kansas uh, City, isn't it, playing Tampa Bay? And they've got that Patrick say, Ahom. Just... Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure it's Kansas. So, and... Um, so it's Mahomes against Bailey, uh, Bailey Brady, Bailey, um, Brady. and um, yeah, oh, it should be a really interesting game because um, Tampa Bay have got absolutely home ground field, uh, home ground um, advantage. That'll be very interesting. Hey Bailey, we've run out of time. We've gone thirty-one minutes. Um, we've had a little bit of lag tonight, so we have. I'm just. Just trying to look at how many people will be at the game. I know there will be people at the game, but obviously yeah. not as many as... They only as, had... Uh, was it 9,000 they had at the Tampa Bay game and Green Bay? I'm sure it was only a very small number. 22,000 by the looks. And the NFL, yeah. NFL has invited 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers to the Super Bowl for free. Wow. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Good on you. Yeah, so there'll be 22,000 22, and, um, yeah. Before we go, I must say, before I think I forgot to say on the last one, what you said to me New Year's Day, that podcast, that really has stayed with me, that you said when it's January 1st, 2022, when people ask you what 2021 yeah. was like, what are you going to tell them? And that's, that's fucking, I don't know, that's just blown my mind. And that's exactly like I was... So, talking to you earlier about the guy who did 10,000 steps in quarantine, fucking smashing yeah. it. Yeah. It's got me fired up when people ask me about 2021, fucking 2020. Yeah. My bitch, I'm going to kick its ass. If we don't know what it looks like daily, we've got no chance of um, of having any sort of success. So we've got to know what it looks like. And, you know, that, that's one of the statements that I'll actually make about Trump. You know, when we think about at the end of the day, when all this is said and done and we look back in 10 years' time, the legacy of Trump is going to be immeasurably harmed by the crap that went on towards the back end of his presidency. I mean, if if none of that had happened, there would have been some positive stuff, there would have been some things, achievements that he can call on. But when people think about Trump in 10 years' time, all they're going to think about is the capital insurrection and that's why it's so important. We've got to we've got to understand that ourselves. How do I want to be remembered as a person? How do I want to be remembered as a as a manager in a business? And um, you know, if we don't really take steps to visualize that, and, and it's like a year. What what do I want this year to be like? And what do I want to be talking about in twelve months about what I did this year? And to me, it's just yeah. it's part of the process, mate. So I'm glad it's had an impact. Hopefully. People yeah. that are listening to it have has. taken us away. Make the statement. What does 2021 look like? I've got no doubt. During 2021, we're going to continue to bring you the Bailey and Curly Unfiltered Podcast. Um, we'll see you all again next time for Episode 15. Once again, always a pleasure, Bailey. You take care. You too, Curly. See you, guys. God, that's over. If you didn't like it, leave a review to warn others, or share it with people you want to annoy. If you did like it, I'm sorry, you cannot be helped, so you may as well leave a good review. I guess the boys will appreciate it.
As Curly would say, don't be an asshole. Hopefully, I won't see you next time. Goodbye. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.